for the Fantasy Feud with your hosts, Marco Balsamo, Joey Zoll, and last but not least, Alex Balsamo. Let's go! Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Fantasy Feud. I'm your host, Marco Balsamo. With me today, we got Joey Zoll. Joey, how's it going? Hey, guys, with the... Yeah, it's going very good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Just about to Josh. Great, great intro. And we've got Alex here uh, in some capacity. Welcome back, Alex. Thank you, thank you. Making a, a little bit of return. Good news, I'm going to live. Bad news, it feels like I'm being stabbed in the chest every time I take a breath. So, we move on, though. The show must go yeah. on. Uh, we, what nobody even, even knows mean? what he's, Wait, how he's yeah, I, nobody, just, There's what? no context whatsoever but sure we we move on and joining us today special guest appearance our buddy josh kimmel from once upon a sunday fantasy football podcast josh how's it going what's going on man i feel so special i've never been announced special guest anywhere just like normal normal yeah. guest it's it's kind of like very, the vernacular. Very it's just not guest. you know it's not don't take it personally you okay. are not special to us in what in any capacity, but we're glad to have oh, you on the show. Come on, okay, I mean, you guys fine. couldn't get Davey or Dave. Yeah, we tried. We tried getting all the other hosts from OUS first, <laughs> and we settled <laughs> probably, on Josh. You probably called up Gerald, like, "Hey, can you do the show today?" <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> all right, today we are going through false narratives for everybody. Um, before we get into that, guys, I know me, Joey, and Josh each brought a false narrative. That we want to dispute in the fantasy world right now. Not Alex. But before though. we get into that, not Alex. Alex. Here for because Alex here for is in some kind of pain, with a some problem, kind of ambiguous right? pain where he might Wait, be dying. Wait, let's go, Alex. <laughs> what is, care to? Let's expand on that. We want to hear about the pain. <laughs> Elaborate. I, I, th- I. All right. Well, I think I have a broken rib, or maybe it's just a bruised rib, and I am being very dramatic. What's but the every time story? I take a How breath, happen? Every, uh, so I recently took up golfing. And uh, oh. I, I believe that's where it came from, the, the twisting motion. That's what the doctors believe. Um, I'm going to live, though, like I said, and uh, we move on. That's all. Alex. We do move on, for sure. How'd you get into golfing? Uh, I tried <laughs> to pick up a new hobby, you know? Uh, what made started you going down pick this up video? a new hobby? We're, we're going down this rabbit hole. I was really? bored. Yeah, we're there. We're there. Jason, how far we can go before you stop. Let's, Joey. Let's, we move on, Alex Joey. said. All right? We I wasn't move on. done. Ugh, I was going to get into my life story. Wait, just, okay, Listen. now I've asked him. He's got to finish. Hold on. We well, need to talk no. news. What because made last, you feel like you need a hobby? Are you depressed? Joey, shut up. No. <laughs> last recording. Dude, golf is such an expensive. Hold on. Golf is such an expensive hobby just to pick up. Like, what, did you go down the store and get some Callaways, some used Callaways <laughs> fell, or something? Fell to the I would love to know this. what your other options <laughs> of hobbies you were considering. That's the good part about having an older brother who golfs. He's got tons of clubs. So it was basically by this just point, hand-me-downs at this we've point. We've lost every listener. I mean, it has to. We have no. to. The, Marco fell no, on the if floor. You're st- <laughs> if, you're still, if you're still with us, God bless you. He's learning uh, we are going to get into some news. <laughs> News to start, guys. So the last wait, are we doing the fantasy football pod today? Jesus (laughs) Christ! All right, the last time that we recorded, we uh, we recorded and then only and then released it a couple weeks later. So in between recording and releasing, there was a bunch of fucking fantasy news that we have not covered, including Cam Akers' injury, Michael Thomas's injury, Carson Wentz's injury, and Aaron Rodgers returning to the Packers so let's just real quick we don't have time to go through all this in big detail but uh Akers injury obviously hurts Daryl Henderson guys thoughts on Daryl Henderson just quick quick ranking where you got him in general low RB2 high RB2 low he's, RB2. Just, he's just a guy he's just a guy he, yeah I Josh mean I don't know he's, he's, he's an option he's an option uh, RB2 I'm, I don't know I mean if I'm he's gonna go mid RB2 is where he ends mid RB2 is st- my if he, yeah, if he's the starter, he's anywhere from like ten to seventeen. Um, if he's, yeah. I just don't think he's. I mean, there's nothing telling me that he's the guaranteed so, starter. I'll like just say one thing about him. one thing about that about Henderson. Everything that people were hyping Acres out about, right? Like the the system, the carries that he can get, Stafford being in there, all of it. 
the only thing I had against Akers was that we didn't know if he was going to get the full workload with Henderson there. We, I don't know who else could even get carries against Henderson. So to me, he's going to have an actual workhorse workload, which makes him a potential RB1. That's the thing about running back, though. It doesn't. I mean, like it could be pretty much anybody if you have the scheme and the O line. It could be pretty much anybody. It could be Miles Gaskin. It could be Salvan Ahmed. It doesn't matter in Miami, right? Yeah, that's true. Guy in there. It's it's about the coaching and it's about. I mean, if we knew it, if we knew it was him, he was he'd be an RB one. We we just don't know for sure. I agree. All right, Uh, Michael Thomas injury. Let's. I'll just ask this question: Is there anybody you're targeting? on the Saints guys with Michael Thomas going down. I think you have to pick up Traquan Smith just to plug in if you need it, but like he's not going to give you crazy numbers. He's just a plug and play guy. Michael Thomas going down, he's Deontay Harris gadgets. Yeah, they don't have many options. They got to throw the ball sometimes, right? So it's got to go to someone. There's you guys aren't on the Troutman train. Josh, where are you on the Troutman train? Fuck Troutman. I mean, I'm with Alex. Fuck Troutman. But yeah, they kind of throw it to somebody. Yeah, they really what a do, man. Bag that guy is. It comes, <laughs> uh, guys. It comes down to is is Jameis playing or not? If Jameis, Jameis is, is going to start, and we and I agree, uh, Jameis is going to start. Yeah. So you can't like there are. I, I'm on the. I'm not on the Troutman train, but like. He's got to throw to somebody, and he's the type who will throw. Yeah, but why like would you crazy. not be on the Troutman train if he really is athletic and he's going to have the starting position? Like, and there's nobody else to throw to. Like, well, I just don't, I don't know. You would. I don't know if it. he's that athletic yet. Like, we ba- we haven't. What seen do you a mean? Lot. Go go to player profiler. Yeah, but it's. Like, I, I, mean, I know he a- theoretically is, but my point is, we have not seen enough in the NFL for me to be fully in. Now, I definitely if see why if, there's if value. Fantasy football I see is it. about taking chances. We got right. a guy who is near the top of most of where athletically you'd call him athletic. He's going to have the starting position, and it's a tight end heavy offense. So I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. His, he's he's perennially undervalued. If, if that's yeah. the case, that's fair. Well, you that's um, fair, but you said you are not. I said on I'm not on the train. train. I didn't say I was against the train. I'm just not on it. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm not. I mean, with the way the way I'm tight ends behind. shape up, there's no reason not to pick him up. That's for sure. Dude, he's just like every other tight end, like Alex was saying. If he's not Waller, Pitts, you know, Kelsey, and Kittle, then who cares? Yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, agreed. I like him at his current ADP, but if he shoots up, then we'll see. Um, I have one more point right. to make. I have one more point yes, about Joey. Michael Thomas. Well, I'd love to this hear This is a surgery that he was suggested to get right after the season ended, and he gets it in fucking June. Like, yeah, if there's company any time slant, injury, company time. But, there we go. That's my guy. Slant boy stuff. Gonna be coming out about Michael Thomas and the team being uh, upset about the timing of when he chose to got surgery. I mean, that's something that scares me about Michael Thomas. It's like we've already had problems with the team, and that is a huge yeah. selfish move to do. Of well, he's already had he pro- he's already had problems with the team, and just like Alex said, company injury, com- company surgery, company recovery. Like we all hate our jobs in real life, so. I would do the same but thing. But, like, you know who at That's your so job true. hates it and who at your job doesn't hate it and who you can go to to ask for, like, a help with something and who just yeah. doesn't care. And you judge them it, accordingly. Yep. Ag- agreed. 100%. Agreed. So 100%. I just think that Michael Thomas is not making any more friends on that team. Um, moving on to the Colts in general, because both Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson getting injuries that are going to be out indefinitely, both of them. So – like arguably the best lineman in the NFL and their starting QB thoughts on Jonathan Taylor's impact here. Cause well, yeah, I, I think most, of, most of the impact is on Jonathan Taylor. But if you, if anyone listened to us over the two or three pods we did over the last couple of months, we all said that Jonathan Taylor was more of a dynasty play. So I still love him for dynasty. I would still take him in the first round easily, but this was the problem with taking him so early in redraft, and we said it over and over again. First of all, we all knew Carson Wentz was an injury-prone quarterback. And, I mean, after he goes down, now you're expecting Jacob Eason to run that offense, and, and that's just not realistic. So we told you so, I guess, if you took Jonathan Taylor in the first round of redraft. We told you, we told we you told, so. I would, victory lap and an this, injury. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I wouldn't say this was our I told you so. It's Honestly, it's kind of the same as Akers. I said I was upset that Akers got hurt because – I wanted to be right about Akers. We were all against how high Akers was being drafted. Same goes with Jonathan Taylor now. Now there's an excuse as to why. But I'll just say if he's going in the as an RB1 even in redraft, 
that's ar- it's arguable that he shouldn't be an RB that he should be like RB 13 in redraft for sure. So I would stay away. Yeah. I was talking to Campbell, Dave Campbell from my OUS fantasy pod. And I was like, yeah, he's going to drop to the second round for me pretty much. And he's like, no way. He's still a top. He's still a top six player, still a top seven player. I just don't see that happening. I never did see it happening. Just like Alex said, uh, we weren't a big fan of him. I wasn't a big fan of him. I do think he's a, I said it today. He's pretty much David Montgomery with new tires on him. He just, yep. he just looks better. But right? Am offense. I wrong? A more offensive-minded head coach, too. Yeah, but now, but now you have this like everything crumbling apart around him, losing his his top lineman, losing his QB. It's just I don't understand why I would take him over Joe Mixon. Do you like, do you mind I, if I get I, I philosophical it. about it? Let's go. Oh, I would love it. I would, that's all I want. So there are two quotes that immediately come to my head. One, uh, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And two, uh, rising tide lifts all boats. So when you look at an offensive line, you think here is the best option, Quentin Nelson on that offensive line, probably the best offensive, one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL. He goes down, are you as strong as your weakest link or does the rising tide lift all boats? So it just depends on which side that you which, want to quote. Which quote in my you want head, to go with. In my head, you're as strong as your weakest link. I mean, it's probably going to be fine on the O-line. It definitely hurts them, but I don't really think it changes too much. And, and I think Jonathan Taylor had the risk prior to. I think there's still risk in him because you don't know what his role is going to be. I don't know that it has much of an impact as we think because I just think that's yeah. a great offensive line through and through. Can we talk yeah, about the same injury? Say, same injury. injury? Five, the, yeah, the foot. The two, the two Five to 12 weeks. Oh. How's that possible? Yeah, what, what's going crazy. on? Yeah, I saw a tweet. It training, was like a training big. Staff over there in this Indiana. is like the career. This is the like career month for like the the foot surgeon in Indianapolis. He's gonna just <laughs> take his career <laughs> next level. Vacation next month. <laughs> All right, moving on to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, finally, it comes to an end. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Green Bay Packer this year. Uh, is there much to say? Devontae Adams? No, uh, nothing. Adams it was always going to be that one. way. He's a I, showman. Yeah. Devontae Adams should be wide receiver one. Aaron, Aaron Jones should be a top five running back. I'm going to say it again. Aaron Jones, with Aaron Rodgers definitely there, is a top five running back. So I'll, I'll say that and leave it there. I'll give you top eight. I want to call it top five. Top definite, five. But. He's been top five mm. two years in a row, and he just lost his biggest competition for touchdowns. Yeah, Saquon and CMC were out last year. I mean, you're putting Saquon, CMC, Dalvin, Kamara. You're you're easily putting him at five at the at the lowest. Well, dude, AJ Dillon's only easy. getting fifty carries, so <laughs> Aaron Jones is gonna sucks. get. Here we go. AJ All right, sucks. All right, so, and Aaron finally, one last, one last, one last news to speak about. Not not one I mentioned, one that's upsetting to talk about, but. The Giants get in a full-on fucking brawl at practice. Fantastic. What in the world? All right, let's hear from the non-Giants fans first so then I can, I can you know, change the narrative afterwards. Go ahead. I, I know that it's, it's a, certainly a bad look, an awful, awful look for the team. They clearly are very unconfident in their season ahead of them, but it's... A flip side, I mean, I appreciate how much people on those Giants team care. Like, there is a good faction of people who really do care about winning. And I think when you look at it, dude, Daniel Jones is not an NFL quarterback. And it's he can do the good stuff. His his high end does look good. He can hit those deep pass on a dime. He can scramble outside the pocket. But... He falls when he's right in front of the fucking end zone on a breakaway because he knows, like, he's not that. He is not this fucking guy. He's going to fumble the ball when the going gets tough because he is not an NFL quarterback. He's not. And Joey, it, I'm not even that big of a fan good. of Daniel Jones, but your points about why he's not an NFL quarterback he's are not. so far-fetched that it's not even remotely funny. The whole I'm not even a Daniel Jones truther, but there's other it. reasons that besides him falling down after sprinting Joey, for eight Joey yards. Lives in that is, show me somebody's highlights. Show me what he's like, like when he's facing the fucking Redskins in week nine. Let's, if he let's is get Josh's ball, two cents. I've about heard the fight or Daniel Jones? 
Because honestly, uh, I don't about give a the fuck fight, about not the difference. What's the difference? I, this wasn't a Daniel Jones the same thing. This is all I don't really honestly. Giants. I saw the Daniel. I saw the fight and I saw it on Twitter. Everyone's going crazy, and I'm just thinking, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. This happens. They're fucking 23 year old men. Testosterone. It's hot. They don't want to be there. Something happened. I don't know. Do you know what happened? Because I don't even know what happened. It was a late hit fight. on somebody. Somebody was like, took it to the, like, the late they, hit on Corey Clement. Corey and Clement. then Evan Ingram retaliated. Oh, and then it just. Corey Clement. Clement. The, new, the new third <laughs> string running back. Don't hit him. <laughs> no, it's guy. just, it's it's just a total guy. shit show. Joe, the, the coaching staff doesn't have the players in order. I mean, this is a totally I've, shit show. It's a frustration so, by a by a quarterback that is being forced in there you get all these guys out there guys? risking their something? life on the field like getting these hits and they're gonna play with that fucking quarterback they're gonna put that God, quarterback out I, there and pretend they're gonna win Ugh. i fucking regret <laughs> giving joey a platform to talk about his hate for daniel jones listen listen here's how i, I, I invested in daniel in rookie card i i could make name a good me, bit of money if he has a good career but he won't name me any good sports movie that doesn't start with that underdog team getting in a brawl and fighting with each other, all right? Remember the Titans, Miracle, uh, you know, Coach Carter. All of these great movies, all right? The teams start off fighting within. That that hard coach comes in, which is exactly what Joe Judge is, right? That guy is going to make them run fucking suicides like Coach Carter. is going to keep running until they throw up. Like, uh, Waters for the Week, like fucking Denzel. Listen, Coach you know Boone out there. You know why they make those movies? because they're so rare. Because no, he's Coach Herb. He's Coach Herb. No, they make that's, those movies because they say, look, this team Joe looked Judge. like it was going to be bad, but they persevered and found it within themselves to do it. It just it doesn't mean that the team that fights is going to win. It means that the team that fought, win. despite all their they're adversity, gonna persevere. they still they're gonna, came. They're going to get through this adversity. They're going to become no a team, yeah, and they're going to no persevere. Daniel no Jones, four fumbles, game one. Dude, Giants are winning your, the NFC Your quarterback year. throws for 11 touchdowns on, on the year. You think that's going to be good enough in the NFL? Giants 11 touchdowns last year. The East this year. Conversation. Josh, Josh, bet. Josh. It's re- what? why, dude. Yeah, it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We give, Gettleman we is give excuses. Digging we give excuses to players we love, and we don't give any rope to players that we hate. It's ridiculous. Dude, okay? I promise I saw... you that my hatred for Daniel Jones does not go as deep as your love for the Giants. I am just looking at what I'm seeing and judging it. And this I is don't even Dave hate Gettleman. Daniel Jones. I don't care. They had about no Daniel Jones, weapons honestly. last year. Zero. I don't care. Weapons. I see every year on Thanksgiving we see a new Detroit Lion quarterback because Stafford's always hurt, and that guy throws for four touchdowns in one game with throwing it to nobody. Stafford and is Daniel significantly Jones? better than Daniel Jones. I, it, I'll no, no, defend Daniel I said, Jones. I said. No, no, I said without when you know. Remember that Blau uh, Pow game, the, whoever that the David Blow guy is that comes in. Yeah, oh, they always do well. But Daniel well, Jones gets eleven touchdowns well, in one year. Guys, bro, that's right, well, horrible. Maybe, maybe this one will because now they have Kenny Galladay. That was extremely that. loud. That was this? extremely loud, Joey. Do you see this? Yeah, yeah well, this is, uh, it's yeah, Daniel Jones on the podcast in like first graded gem mint ten. What is that? Nine point eight. Uh, I don't know. 2019 Panini. I got talked into buying a good card, and I you thought didn't get, you, I thought the did you John, get it graded though? Is it graded 9.8 or something? Like, dude, you gotta be 9.7 or worthless. I don't know. Well, we're gonna have to get into this, but I'm saying I'm invested in Daniel Jones. Like I've been, I'm, I like Daniel Jones. It would, he's it would, I have a bias that invested. he would be good, but to be honest, he's fucking not. And this is a this is a sunk cost it, unless it goes right. so bad that it becomes like like how people watch Napoleon Dynamite now or something. Like almost and like hold on disaster let's, let's, artist let, type thing. Let's let's not think that Evan Ingram and Darius Slayton couldn't catch more than eleven touchdowns last year. Evan Ingram other. couldn't catch at all. <laughs> exactly, he dropped he every fucking catch. pass that came to him. He would get hit right in the hands and drop it. Trust me, the the guy could not catch shit. Slayton is a decent receiver, but he is not a wide receiver one. He is not. He can't handle that. He's not handling the top corners and beating people. Come on, Josh. Okay, uh, last one more question before I move on. Jared Goff, obviously, we all know he's a shit show in Detroit. Is he going to throw more than eleven touchdowns with 100%. those with that cast of clowns? <sighs> Probably. 
Okay. If you brought he's Nick also, Foles he's also on gonna to have, start for the Giants, would he? Yes. No, he's going to have Bocephus. He's also going to have a worse defense and have to throw probably more than Daniel Jones did last year and probably going to not oh, have Daniel Jones' touchdowns. 11 touchdown passes are a product of how good his defense is. I'm just saying. That really just I'm shows just saying, you how good the Giants' defense was last year. I'm just saying that they, they had 13 <laughs> rushing touchdowns. Like, I, the, I don't think the Lions will have 13 rushing touchdowns this year. So, no, I do what? think it's. Between Jamal Williams and Swift? Come on, man. I don't think they will. That's a good number. That's a good number. 13, I'll 14. Give them 10. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get rolling into our false narratives. So we are discussing fantasy narratives out there that either other analysts seem to be hyping up and giving like crazy or just every fan that you talk to or everybody you play with seems to be hopping on that bandwagon. Things that we disagree with and we're going to give our reason why we disagree with these and what our thought process is here. Uh, I have one for you. Joey's got one, and Josh has one, and Alex has that uh, whatever pain. Alex is gone. Yeah, he disappeared. He he literally just left the podcast. I don't even know what he's doing. Wait, do you have like do you have decor in in your house that just says beach? Uh, He's he's at the shore house. No, it's the shore house. It says beach, and then beach? underneath it, it at says the beach. beach Haven West. Oh, okay. I just I told everyone just where I live. Put up a big <laughs> sign <says> beach. <laughs> yeah, because all of our podcast listeners are now going to be like, oh, my God, let's go to Beach Haven West and find Alex. I have stalkers. I have stalkers, bro. <laughs> yeah. You just doxed yourself, bro. Do you guys want me to start? You want me to give mine first? Yeah, 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 I think, yeah, honestly, right. I think for the sake of the podcast, I think it would be best if we go you, Josh, me, because... Then for the sake of the, the podcast, most. I'll do it, Joey. Because <laughs> this right. is our fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I am recycling a post I just did from on Instagram a week or two ago. So if you saw it on Instagram, uh, you're hearing it again. But it'll be better hey, coming from don't need to apologize. my don't sweet, say sweet that. voice. I'm not apologizing. Just, I said you'll sorry. be hearing it again. I was just stating a fact. There's no apology in yeah, this. Suck whatsoever. it up, guys. Listen enjoy again, it. Dicks. Listen and enjoy. Uh, so... Here's my here's the narrative that I disagree with. I'm seeing over and over and over again different Instagram accounts, different uh, you know reporters, whatever it might be, tweeting out, writing everything for people to expect big things from the Cowboys players as a whole with Dak getting back. Not just for them to improve, but for them to potentially be elite. People are talking about Amari potentially being a wide receiver one overall dark horse and they're talking about him definitely being a wide receiver one in general top 12 wide receiver they're talking about zeke coming back to wide receiver rb1 overall and him definitely being a top five running back and i just do not agree with it whatsoever so the reason people keep hyping up these guys is because of the performance that they had during the few games that dak played in last year in that four-game window, Amari was wide receiver one overall, and Zeke was RB4 overall. So when you hear that, and you have an analyst tell you that, and now you know Dak's coming back, and you don't have any context behind it, then you think, okay, that's what their potential is. That's what these guys are going to do, because they did it with their QB last year, so with their QB coming back, it's going to happen. But that's really fucking lazy analysis, and it pisses me off to hear everybody saying it, because you need to look deeper. During that four-game window, three of those games were absolute fucking shootouts. Absolute shootouts. The Cowboys played the 32nd, the 30th, and the 27th ranked passing defenses in the league. And all those teams not only had horrible defenses, but they were high-powered offenses. It was the Falcons, the Seahawks, and the Browns. So it ended up being total shootouts in those three games. Guys, did you guys see the Instagram post I did with these stats? Did all of yeah. you see it and re- and actually? Yeah, but read, read them it? to us. I know, but I'm gonna. I'm just curious. Josh, no, did you I didn't. Yeah, no? no. Okay, all I'm right. on Twitter. Late. I, I'm, I'm on Twitter. Listen more. now. Listen, listen. I actually want you guys to listen to this because this is the to show everybody how fucking unbelievable those games were, and it wasn't going to continue. In those games, Dak averaged 54 pass attempts per game. The Steelers ended up leading the league by the end of the season with 42.6. So 12 more fucking pass attempts per game than the league leaders. Dallas as a whole averaged 42 points per game. 
The Packers ended up leading the league with 31.5, so 11 more points than league leaders. Zeke averaged 8.7 targets per game. Kamara ended up leading the league with 7.1. And Amari averaged 12.3 targets per game. That's 197 target pace for the entire season. There's only ever, ever been three wide receivers in the NFL to have more than 195 targets. And that's the pace Amari was on during that time frame. And Devontae ended up leading the league with 10.6. Every single one of the stats that I just said had the Cowboys three-game stretch on a pace for record-setting fucking numbers. So if you're going to look at that little window and say that's what these guys are going to do over an entire season when they come back, you're on absolute fucking drugs. Like, it's just not happening. Why? So... Go ahead. Why do you think? Why do you think the pace is going to lower though? They're just they're run. The Cowboys because, are running. No, Joey and gunning. Did you listen to what as I said? Fast as shit. Yeah. But like so let me give you. Sudden, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. All right. Everybody on Earth. All right. There's very few of us who are in my category here, but everybody else on Earth is shitting on David Montgomery and saying he's not as good as everybody says because it was only over a six game stretch where he played the worst defenses in the NFL. That's fair. I get it. That is a fair argument. But you have to look at the same thing for the Cowboys then. That three-game stretch, we're talking about four games that Dak played in. In three of them, he played a bottom five fucking defense. In three of them, he set record numbers for paces for shootouts in the NFL and pass attempts and shit like that. He is not doing that over an entire season. That was just the it, game flow I, of those three I games. I still think he was. I mean, if you look at the, the stats for the Cowboys as a whole – Dude, even when he got injured, dude, they they have the most pass plays per game by like eight or nine, neck, like this neck in place. And it's just yeah, they were not only is it passing how fast like crazy, they play, but it's they pass like crazy. There are they so pass many like crazy. targets to go around. Joey, they pass like crazy, and you just you just said one thing, so there's two pieces to that. One, how fast they play. It didn't work. They need to know that. They understand that. They don't want to play at that pace and have their Why defense constantly work? on their heels. It worked. No, no, no their defense. No, their defense their wasn't defense constantly was on their heels. Awful. Their defense that's, sucked. Guys, as a team, they're not just looking at one piece of the game, right? So as a team, how fast they played had their shitty defense coming back on the field right away and getting torched right away. They want to control the game more and still be just as great of an offense and score every time if they have the ball. But it doesn't mean they have to do it in 10 seconds and give the ball right back to the other team against their defense. Number two, on that note, their defense got significantly better. They drafted arguably the best defender in this in this draft with Micah Parsons. And they spent like, I forget what the number is, but like six picks in the first four rounds. Something like that. Maybe more. All on defensive players. They're going to be a better team this year on defense. They're not going to be always playing a bottom five defense. It's just not going to be a shootout every single game. Now, is he going to still be a high-paced offense? Is it going to be a, one of the higher pass attempts in the league? Sure. I'm not saying it's going to drop to the fucking bottom. I'm just saying it's not going to be record-setting. It's going to be even potentially the highest in the league. But the, the highest in the league last year is 10 less per game for pass attempts. I'm so I'm so blown right now. I got I, I to gotta slow this down. Go ahead, Josh. What's your false narrative again? I'm so confused. <laughs> the just not going to be good? <laughs> the false narrative. Because no one's got Dak ranked one. No one's got Cooper ranked one. No one's it's got Lamb a, ranked one. It's no not one's got a, Zeke ranked one. Top ten potential in all of them. Josh, it's yeah. not a it's so not a literal it's not a literal of where their ADPs are or anything like that right now. But there are plenty of analysts right now. If you go on Instagram, you go on Twitter, whatever it might be, there's plenty of people hyping these guys up and saying. They should be higher than their ADPs because of this. And I'm trying to say, no, they shouldn't. Zeke is already RB7 for ADP, which is too, like, for, it's too high for me. I would not be taking Zeke there. That's in front of Aaron Jones. It's in front of Najee. I mean, Najee, I would take him in front of. But it's in front of a lot of, a lot of different players. I like Joe Mixon more this year. But name I name another Zeke player. Na- you just named one. Name- Eckler. Okay, okay. I'll take Eckler. I'll take Eckler okay. all day over Gotcha. All okay, day. that's three. That's fine. I'll take it. But oh all my right. god, is that just, okay? Is that we're enough for go you? Into this whole and just all these <laughs> other people and just some people, you know? No, but I just seriously, disagree I would, with you. I, Zeke is too high for me, and Amari's right where he should be. He's wide receiver sixteen. I think I, I don't Amari, like anybody I think Amari behind is, him much is more. 
undervalued as just a name. I think everybody's hated on Amari, and, and he's so he's much better 16 than right now, Joey. It's, it's right where he should be. Like, who would who's going in front Where's of Amari going? that you would rather have? Where, where's Lamb going? Oh, you said Lamb. Lamb is going wide receiver twelve, which is which is kind of high. I'll give that's him, ridiculous. So I thing. mean, why would Lamb go above Amari? Again, redraft. I, I mean, I could see Lamb. it happening. I like I, just, I like Lamb my, more. The way that I play, like I would never go Lamb over Amari. I mean, Amari is like he was better than Lamb coming out of college. He's done so much in his career. He's had some ups and downs for sure, but like, ugh. Dude, I love Amari. I think everybody is just completely undervaluing him. I disagree. I, I think, think he's Lamb right where he should be. by far. Over it's Cooper. crazy that yeah, Julio is still ranked Cooper. above Amari Cooper. <laughs> Julio, the second so, option so on Joe, one of the least pass be, happy teams. There is might be a in couple front guys of him oh, on that's a new my next team. False narrative, Joey. I can't. I can't wait to take that that narrative about being a. I take a Amari over and fucking Julio. I take Amari over Chris Godwin. I take Amari over no. CD Lamb, Evans. It, well, Godwin's behind him. But McLaren. I would take Goblin over him. You would take yeah, Amari, Amari over McLaren? Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely. I would take no, the take, number one option on the most pass-happy team in the league versus We're talking this redraft. guy he's not, who's He's got, not definitely the number one option. CeeDee Lamb is why be, a is he better not, receiver. Okay, un, until I see it, he is. I saw it all no, no, whether you, no, no, whether No, no, even if you believe CD's going to be better this year, he could end up being. Amari's still the number one option. He's the wide receiver one on that team. That's a fact. Sure, you can say that, but we, we'll we see. I think, fact, I think I Lamb suppo- is I suppose not. we will see. I suppose we, we will. <laughs> let's, would let's you get have said Thielen's the number one target? Hold on. Would you, would you say Thielen's the number one target over in Minnesota? Not no, anymore. It was last year. Well, yeah, it was last you. year, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Shit Joe. happens. Things change. Yeah, but Thielen ended it as a wide receiver Shit top changes. 10. changes. Like, Thielen ended as like, the top, like a top 10 wide receiver in PPR last okay, year. Okay, but that's but you're not trying to just say that. You're just saying, yes, Amari could still do well, but well, he I might mean, get if a wide, example to shut it down is that, I'll tell you, he still ended as a top 10 wide receiver in PPR. Okay. It's but like, now you're just dude, comparing apples you and got, It's not, you're talking about two Yeah, but players. like, okay, just, so we're talking say, about on a say CD Lamb is better than him. And then they they're still passing it forty three times a game, and you'd expect it to be passing more because now you don't have Danucci in there. So say we're passing forty five times a game, and CD Lamb, I'll give him fifteen of those. You think Jarwin? We're just Zeke, gonna we're just gonna assume the team I mean, there's is, 10, is passing is passing three more than the league leader last year per game. We are because that is a Mike McCarthy thing. That's always been how Mike McCarthy runs his Come offenses. On. It's, dude, 45 pass attempts per game is fucking absurd, Joey. It's absolutely oh, yeah. absurd. So, wild. It's not cuz it's the way it's they play. It's a lot, Joey. It's a lot. It's saying it's 40 would be a lot. Like there's a chance that you got to understand there's a chance very realistic and it wouldn't be very few pass attempts that they drop down to 32, 35. I think it it's be more like, oh, not that not low, passing. not that low. Thirty-five no. is possible. Like thirty-five is one hundred percent possible. Oh, okay. Mike McCarthy's going to change the entire way he coaches Three. football for the past fifteen years. Thirty-eight. What's wrong with thirty-eight again? He better, Joey. He better if thirty-eight. Job. I mean, if it's thirty-eight, it's it's detrimental. But I don't think he's going to drop to thirty-eight. I think they're going to stay above, well above forty. Just, Why would you though? If you have crazy. the lead and you have Zeke, one of the best running backs in the league, because that's just the way they play. And you have one of the better backups in the league. They, they pass well. often. Listen, I'm not saying they're not going to pass often. I'm saying last year's league leader who passed not more often but a fuck ton were the Steelers with 42. So to say it's easily over 42, it just doesn't make sense, Joey. Like I just feel like you're acting like it's not a lot when it's a shit ton. Like 38 is still a good <laughs> amount of pass attempts per game. I I think you're – I think I got Amari in my top 10. Love him. I, love him <laughs> I disagree wholeheartedly with you so much. We wanna, are, can we make a? I know. Let's just make a bet just for the fuck of it. I don't. I don't even care. Like call money, it. Yeah, we'll call it million dollars. Twelve and a half. Amari is not ending for, top ten for two million. Two point five. Deal. Deal. Done. Okay. Deal. All right. Josh, <laughs> I want to hear your false narrative. Oh my gosh. All right. I didn't do as much research as you did, but I got some stuff. Let's Mine is simple. Very simple. A lot of people are jumping on DK Metcalf this year, as they should, because he's a monster. He's not going to finish top 10 this year, guys. There's no way in hell. 
Uh, last year, he finished, what, fifth, I think, I want to say. DK right now is going fifth off the board wide receiver-wise. Overall, 19. That's crazy in full point PPR. I, there's so many other receivers and so many other running backs I'd rather have. Uh, in 2019, that uh, DK was a wide receiver 33 overall. His rookie year, 177 points. Right, He had 900 yards, 7 touchdowns, 58 catches. 2020, last year, he went crazy. 270 fantasy points, finished as a wide receiver 6. Uh, why would he drop out? I don't know. Why did Michael Thomas drop out? Why did Chris Godwin drop out? Why did 17, or no, 12, 12 of the receivers of the top 20 drop out last year? Because the wide receiver shit goes crazy every single year. You have Jamar Chase coming into the league. You have Cortland Sutton coming back. You have, well, not Michael Thomas coming back anymore. But you have all these influx of receivers coming in. Some have to drop. And on a team like the Seattle Seahawks that love to run the football, that Pete Carroll said, we have to run the ball. We love Chris Carson. We signed Chris Carson back. He's our Marshawn Lynch now. He brings that identity to our team. They're going to run the ball a lot more this year, which means less targets for DK Metcalf. I expect that target share to go down uh, about to, what, 112, 115 instead of the 140 he had last year. Insane. So that's pretty yeah. much all I have. I have a, I have a little bit more. Uh, Tyler Lockett's still there. I know you guys hate Tyler Lockett. I know you hate Tyler Lockett. I know Dave over at my podcast hates him. Everyone hates Tyler Lockett. But the dude had 100 catches last year. He's not going anywhere. I He's like also Ty- the number I, one. I'm with you on all this. Yeah, I mean, it's just. This is going to be so like one of the Dave, few times that well, I think we're all. I mean, maybe not Alex. We'll see. But, D- Josh, you and I rarely agree. Joey and I like to disagree all the time. I'm 100% on board. Although, I just want to say one thing. I think we're usually that, on the same page. That, I, we're not we're not predicting an injury. I just want to say that because you said why did Michael no, no, Thomas no. fall out? Why did Chris Godwin fall out? Yeah, yeah. Injury. Well, they fell out because of injuries. But yes, well, there can be a hold wide on. Julian Edelman, shuffle. DJ Moore, Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, yeah, John Brown, DJ Chark. These are all guys that just fell out because a team went a, a different direction or something Dude, just happened. They just, I it can't believe happens. he's going off. I didn't even see that that he for this year for redraft. He's going wide receiver five, six. Like I. I, I think he's going there. Perfectly yeah. justified. Perfectly justified. justified honestly. Alex. Yes, what? Absolutely. Right. Let Alex what? go even, for five here's seconds. The thing. And, then, and then we each get an equal minute of destroying him. Go, Alex. Here's the, th- here's the thing about DK Metcalf. I agree with Josh that maybe his targets goes down from – it was 130 last year. Oh, 130? Okay. Yeah, maybe to one, 115, 112. But his catch percentage is low. He only had 83 receptions, which off 130 targets isn't, isn't incredible. So even if his targets go down a little bit, I expect him to catch more balls. He also only had one touchdown catch in the last six weeks, which he ended wide receiver five even with only that one touchdown catch, which apparently his game is supposed to be you know, predicated off of long balls and touchdowns like that. So I think he can do a lot more than people think he can do in terms of getting yards on his own. And I think he's going to get more touchdowns than he did last year. 10 isn't insane. 83 receptions isn't insane. His numbers have a lot of room to go up, and I think they will go up, honestly. I think he's in for progression this year, not regression. Alex, I want, I want you to go on record and answer this question really quick. On record. You would take, just say yes or no, one by one. You would take DK Metcalf over these wide receivers. Calvin Ridley. This year? This just this year, redraft. Uh, yes, Justin Jefferson. Wait, you take DK? What? Hold on, he took DK over Calvin. Over Calvin, I would Ridley take Justin Jefferson. Year. Doesn't make. I would take sense. Justin Jefferson over him. Okay, so there's one. There's one more sense. guy who should be in front of him. AJ Brown. Not this year. <laughs> Come on, I've talked Keenan about Allen. AJ Brown plenty of times before. Uh, no, I'd probably still t- <laughs> stick with DK. Allen Robinson. Nope, DK. Dude, come on. All of these guys. Dude, Bro, I'm telling you. We saw I'm Keenan Allen get 16 targets in multiple games last year. What are yeah, you talking it, about? It doesn't matter. Now you have Eckler coming back who's going to who's gonna take some targets away. You got They drafted receivers, one who I'm really high on. I love Josh Palmer. Do I think he's going to be crazy involved in the offense? No, but they got more guys now. And Herbert's in his second year. They're, they're going to change the offense a little bit. They have a new head coach. Like this is, this, you can't say he's going to get 16 targets over and over again. And he's old, and he's getting, he's injury prone. Like we know. So I'm, yeah, I'm taking DK over him. I think Robert Woods so, outscores DK this year. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna hop no, that's on crazy. Josh's thing. Oh my Robert gosh, Woods, that's crazy. Oh my You're gosh. not hopping onto Josh's thing. Josh doesn't agree with you. So. I don't agree with Robert Woods over him. I think I, I, don't, I don't agree with Robert Woods. There. Talk to me at I the end Alex of the season. Some, I think Alex made some pretty good points there with like the the expected uh, increase in catch rate. Um, but I mean, it's at the end of the day, dude. He's just so inconsistent. Maybe he will be consistent. Maybe like that's what he improves upon is being more consistent. I posted that graph in our in our group chat, and I was DK Metcalf up yeah. and down, up and down, uh, up dude, and down. Two point eight like, days, on, like some days where he just lost you some games. Like there's a lot of games that he's gonna lose you based on where you need to draft him. When, when he plays Rams like, twice a year, he can't get open. Yeah. But I mean, like, the, I mean, he could be great. Like, I mean, I mean, there's gonna be those Calvin Ridley days. I mean, Calvin Ridley had a zero in the game too. So it's like. Once you get past that, like he's in that's that second tier to me. There's like the, there's just those. I, honestly, I think AJ Brown is in the, the first tier of wide receivers. He's like well above the, the offense. The offense goes with Russ Wilson. Like so, weeks weeks one through nine, he was wide receiver two, twenty one points a game. Weeks ten through sixteen, wide receiver seventeen, fourteen points a game. Yeah, and that's and when like Russell a, Wilson fell off, and that's when Chris Carson was gone. And he's like a victim of a that shit whole show. that Seattle Russell wants to throw, Pete Carroll wants to run, and they're like constantly batting heads. And DK is really like the victim of that whole thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're talking, happen. we're talking Dak getting thirty eight attempts a game and that's what russell wilson did last year 38 attempts a game for russell wilson marco saying dak won't even do that so we're expecting russell wilson to do that think, again i don't think no russell way, will do that again i completely agree josh i think it's going to go down people need to be prepared for that all right i can't believe you all agree on mine yeah Jeez. everybody kind of agreed except alex nobody really cares about his opinion so Joey? My false narrative is that uh, everybody who says that zero RB strategy is a way to lose. And to be honest, I mean, like, I'm not going to sell you go into a draft saying I'm going to do zero RB. But there is like a mindset switch to like the zero RB that opens up a lot of value for you when you're at the draft. So like if you're drafting towards the back half or the second half of the draft, you can start focusing your efforts on getting those wide receivers and the tight ends that are going to win you those matchups and shoring up that because at the end of the day, like the running back is the most injured position just by the nature of the hits, the quantity and the, the volume of the hits, like it's, and then just how hard they are because it's like right at direct impact with a lot of other bodies around you. So like, there's just more injuries that come along with that. There's a lot of wide receivers out there and there's not as many running backs, but at the same time, there are a lot of running backs out there that can get you good weeks and play the matchup. So it's just, in my opinion, it's like I would much rather, like if I'm towards the later end of the draft and I'm not, I'm missing out on the the, the Kamaras and the CMCs and the Dalvins, and I'm just kind of pulling for other running backs that position, like I'm probably going to go Tyreek, Devontae, maybe look for like a tight end in the third round and then start gobbling up running backs from, like, round five on. And what I'm going to be looking There's for There's no mostly, one to gobble up at that point, Jay. What are you talking about? There's, like, okay, so Mike Davis. Who are you going to be your RB1, you, Melvin Gordon in the fifth I round? I had Gaskin as my RB1 last year. I made the semis. You got Mike Davis, Mostert. I like James Robinson. I like David Johnson. I mean, these Johnson. are shot in the darks. These are you shot take in the darks that you're really, yeah, really hoping that, that point, are going to fucking like, pay off. Gotta, and if they don't, then you're fucked. Yeah, but Whereas if you, if you go running back early, then the, sorry not to cut you off again, but these wide receivers, there's much more that fall Okay, late. so much what happens more, if you don't get CMC, Kamara, Dalvin, or whatever? Uh, who the fuck else is there? Um, CMC, Henry. Dalvin, Saquon, Henry. I mean, there's so many guys Chubb. in the top yeah. 12, though, but they're all going to be gone. Okay. And once Ch you get past that, that RB2, 24, and then what happens? Back. No, like, it's like top six, top seven. And then once you get past that, you're starting to look at other like positions like that. So that's when I would just go totally that. Because, I mean, like I, you take a chance on Jonathan Taylor last year. Whether or not you you get – he ends like at the top ten running back. You did not make the playoffs probably if you took Jonathan Taylor where you needed to. Because he was putting up like single digits, getting six touches, seven touches a game for the first ten weeks. Like, it's, I mean, it's just all over the place with these running backs, especially if you're taking the rookies, too. Like, if you start leaning on rookie running backs, that's a chance in and of itself. You got a lot of value in wide receivers in those early rounds if you zig when everybody else zags. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. So, uh, I agree and I disagree to an extent, Joey. First off, in I've done a good amount of drafts already this season, and what I've seen is 
where those second or sorry, not second, third, fourth, fifth round running backs go. I I can't stomach taking those running backs and compared to the wide receivers who are on the board compared to maybe a QB or tight end, whatever it might be like those running backs are being reached on because of how quickly the running back position is going away. But you know, I'm a best player available type guy. And if there is a, somebody who makes that big of a difference, like Devonte Adams, Devonte Adams should be taken after like the top four or five running backs. He absolutely should be because the difference that Devonte Adams can give you at potentially scoring 27 points per game versus the next wide receiver is way better than if you took Nick Chubb versus Miles Gaskin. Like that's that's not going to be that big of a gap compared I to disagree. what Adams can give. I disagree. Dude, Adams can give you a ten point gap. Compared I'd to rather have. I'd rather Adams. have. I'd rather have Chubb and Sutton or Judy, one of those two guys who's going around Mike Davis, than Mike Davis and Devontae Adams. A- Alex, theoretically you say that, but the difference between Chubb and Mike Davis is not going to be 10 points. The difference between yeah, Adams exactly. and one of those receivers absolutely can be 10, if not more. The and high end of year. wide receivers, especially in PPR, is higher. Like on, Like if you're talking about top five, what is their highest week's? That's probably a higher number than the top five running backs' highest weeks. Like it's very rare to get a running back scoring in the forties, but you can get him in the twenties consistently. So you're just looking for what like consistency do? in that running back and high end production in the wide receivers. If you go zero RB, what do you do if you get a top four pick with a zero RB strategy? You just grab oh, CMC. Oh no, you don't Saquon. do a zero RB strategy but, if you. But do you grab running... one those? You grab that one top guy, then you just go all receivers. Oh, and say, I would do that anyway. Yeah, that's generally what I do yeah. because once I'm looking, once I'm kind of weighing between like Eckler and Kareem Hunt, two rounds later, it's like to me, it's like I could probably get a good deal out of Eckler, but like I could get a good deal out of Kareem Hunt too, two rounds later. James Robinson could take that fucking job, or like he could lose the job. Austin Eckler could lose the job. I mean, Austin Eckler could get hurt again. It's just like a, it's a crazy position to like to me. To invest all that in, especially if yeah, you're not getting your pick. No, I just wanted I just wanted to highlight something real quick. So the difference between Adams Adams had ten points or more than the wide receiver fifteen on. So you had to be in the top fourteen to score uh, to have less than a ten point gap between you and Devonte Adams. Like that's that's how valuable he is compared to a running back. Like if you look at the running back, so like Alex, let's let's take. You know, a Chubb, for instance, Chubb had 17 points, 17 points. Dante like, Adams had 18 touchdowns last year, by the way. That's he's not going to touch that again. So you don't know that. Uh, no, I know that. And I'm not saying it's going to be. Listen, I'm not saying it's going to be a 10 point gap again, but I'm telling you right now, if Chubb scores, if Chubb scores even 20 points, right? If he was scoring, he had 17 points per game last year. If he scored 20 points per game. You don't get to a running back scoring under 10 points per game and having a 10-point gap until, like, RB – I'm pulling up right now – RB38. RB38 is the first running back to have less than 10 points per game. So Here, how about this? How about this? It's difficult to to get the same type of gap. Instead of using Devontae Adams to do this comparison, why don't you do the second wide receiver? That should be fair too, right? I mean, it's the second overall wide receiver. No, because which you're is not Tyreek Hill, who, who averaged le- five less points than Devontae Adams. So now this whole 10-point-per-game difference isn't as big you, as you're making. You're not listening you used to a me. guy who had record-setting numbers. Like, My false no, narrative I am listening isn't to you. that zero RB is the way to go. It's that it's not just a general losing strategy. It's like people who say people who go zero RB are guaranteed to lose their season. There's a million different ways you can slice zero RB. Zero RB is a mindset. It's yeah. not a strategy. Yeah, Alex, I specifically said I, I, I don't agree with the strategy unless it's the right person at, like Devontae Adams. I said if, if you're going to get Devontae Adams, and other than that, the only running backs I'd take, there's probably four or five running backs I would take over Devontae Adams. But other than that, it should be him. Now that we know Rodgers is there, I generally, 100%. yeah, I generally think zero RB is for the skilled players. I really do like the really they, they pay attention to the waiver wire, they're making trades because if you're going zero RB and you have no idea what you're doing, you're going to be screwed because you don't know who the handcuffs are, you don't know who to pick up, you don't know who has the hot hand. Like when I oh, your Boston be on Scott a to my championship, it has to be like I'm I'm starting Boston Scott like two years ago going to the championship game, 
Because I had no running backs, but I went zero RB like an idiot, and it worked out. And it gets like, you, you got to find those guys. You get the solid production week after week. You don't have to start the Tyler Boyds, who are going to get you like a five or a six every now and then. You can start DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams and go 27 20. Dude, but then you're starting a Mike Davis or a Raheem Mostert who's going to get you an eight or nine. You get yeah, mo- but those a lot of weeks. You a lot end of up weeks. With 10 running backs and you play the matchups. The floor is usually, higher. If you're good no. enough. Dude, dude you're, not even, so you're not even ending up with 10 running backs. You're 10 if running you backs. If you get Hopkins and Tyreek, you're starting the week off with 50 points. You you're start- starting the week off with 50 points, bro, if you start Tyreek and Hopkins, and you can fill in the 10-point here. Maybe your guy will score a touchdown, you get 16. Okay, you like- can start off the week with 40 points with uh, two running backs like Chubb and Henry or something like that. And then that. you got to find and the then, guy that and gets then the your targets. Wide re- no, your wide receivers aren't going to average that much less than, than the, the running. Saying, they would average more than like a Mike Davis. No, no, like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are going to average more than like Mike Davis or Raheem Mostert are going to do. But they're not going to get quality targets. Support two wide receiver one twos. Like Teddy Bridgewater is not going to throw enough, and their offense isn't going to throw enough. That's like a team. Okay, I'm just using that example. You could do DJ Chark. You could do Brandon Ayuk. Two receivers who are going who are going significantly higher in. You can't use that comparison. Comparison, Alex. You're literally using a running back in like. A first-round running back and a, and a thir- fourth-round wide receiver versus a first-round wide receiver and an eighth-round running back. Like that's not that's not the comparison. They're not eighth-round running backs. Make. I'm looking at I'm looking at rankings right now. It's literally Mike Davis and then Cortland Sutton right in front of him, and then DJ Chark right after. Right next to each like, other. Oh, this in is what's what this says on Fantasy Pros. Yeah. ADP? I'm shocked if that's the case. They should not be going. That's that's. We might be in the weeds here. We might be too deep in the weeds. Gordon Sutton's at 60 and Mike Davis at 63 on what I'm looking at. So, anyway. I'll just say this. The whole point that Joey's trying to make is the same thing that I said on our last recording. When we were going over our draft and I'm trying to make. Yeah, I'm going to make it for you, Joey. Don't worry. I'll deliver. I'll I'll drive it home for you. (laughs) (laughs) I made it on on the last one. We had a super flex dynasty draft. And I planned to take quarterbacks in the first two rounds, and it's just not how the draft fell. And I ended up with a great team because I got later round QBs because everybody already had stacked their QBs. The whole point is just let the draft come to you. Don't go in with a mindset of what you have to do because it's just not the case ever. 100%. See? That's my biggest advice to everyone who asks. Just let it come to you. Amen. That said, Just if you're going to do the zero RB, look for RBs that are on good offenses with pass catching and rushing upside or handcuffs that are clear handcuffs that will take over the backfield if and when an injury occurs. Look look, look for running look backs who are going to score Naheem fantasy Hines. points. <laughs> yeah, no, Naheem Hines is a great <laughs> example, though. Naheem Hines but I would is a great Naheem example. Hines I think somebody over, thought about that last year. Yeah. I In my so. uh, home yeah. league with Davey, uh, Naheem Hines finished 12th. Wow. At running back because we do return well, he's, yards. He's 16 oh in a normal PPR. Like that's high. And yeah, and he finished. We he talked finished about that 12, on the last. Yeah. That's, you do return last yards. Yeah, we do return wow. yards. That's why you guys like stupid. love that's a like Darnell Mooney. Wasn't he doing? Positive? We love Darnell Mooney. <laughs> we're about. We're about. That's why we love CD. Here. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah, probably. We're having fun, but maybe. Yeah. All all good things must come to an end. I think so. When's this coming out? Like in three weeks? When can <laughs> Josh, I promote it? You are so funny, my friend. Joey, what do we got next week? Next week, we're going to dig into a little bit more on Alex's golf and the whole hobby thing. I would just be interested in kind of why he thought he needed a new hobby and then the other hobbies he's considering. Why did he, he really pick up golf? And what is well, he hiding? What other hobbies did he say no to when he decided that golf was the hobby he was going to select? How did what he come was up with the those evaluation forms? process? We'll find out. <laughs> Yeah. Find out next time. Next week. Find out next week. The Fantasy View.